It's all about Southampton. The So So Show with Zoe Hansen and Simon Clark. Hello and welcome to another edition of The So So Show with Visit Southampton. So this is Christmas in Southampton. It's a look at life in the SO postcode hosted by her, Zoe Hansen. And him, Simon Clark. He's very smiley this week, you know. Uh, this week, Southampton is getting a Christmas market this year. We're really delighted that the council have been able to bring back something, you know, this Christmas in the precinct and we can have that bit of sparkle and that bit of joy that everyone's really looking for. And it's Southampton Film Week. Originally, we set out to create opportunities for filmmakers to get showcased and for audiences to have the opportunity to experience film that was out of the mainstream. You know how some people, when your back's turned, will turn the heating up a little bit? Mm Mm-hmm. Do you think someone's done the same with the rain? Because we've had like 11 or 12 rain in the last week or so. Instead of like 10 being the top, it's yeah. been more extreme than normal. It has, hasn't it? But then two seconds later, it'll be sunny. And do you know what? When it was coming up to bonfire night, I was thinking, oh my gosh, I'm checking the weather every two seconds for it. I was checking it daily on your behalf. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so I was hosting the Southampton Fireworks Festival at May. Mayflower Park. Now, they sold out all of the tickets beforehand, but because of the rain, I think everybody sort of left it till the last minute because they didn't want to be drenched beforehand. And they thought, right, okay, well, we'll stay for a hot dog afterwards or something. So it was very busy, um, but I went down there. It was Brilliant. So it's all supported by the round table um, and all raising money for really brilliant charities and the atmosphere was amazing as you walked in you got one of these sort of light up wands wand lightsaber whatever you want to call it and actually that was the saving grace for me on stage because I couldn't see out very far but I could see these wands in the air way back like a few thousand people back and It was just incredible. It's the first time I've actually been to the Mayflower Park fireworks. I didn't realise that they went off of a barge. Yeah. It's amazing to see fireworks around water because obviously you get the glare off of the reflection of the water. And I, I, I just loved it. But it was drizzly and it was raining but the crowd were brilliant we had a bit of a sing song beforehand to g everybody up before the fireworks we played songs like let it go from frozen shut up and dance and everybody was having the best party i loved it You do kind of get two for one, really, when you're doing the fireworks on the water. (laughs) I did make one little faux pas. Oh, really? Southampton Fireworks Festival had sent out some things about, like, organising. Make sure you're there on time. Make sure that you've got your ticket ready. Make sure that you're wearing wellies. So I forwarded on these things on social media. However, I put, don't forget your willies. Oh, no! (laughs) And Simon, that is not the biggest mistake I've made this week. Oh, no. I will tell you a little bit more later. I've got a nice little story for you. Southampton's podcast, The So So Show. Much excitement this week. It looks like the Christmas market has been saved. And we'll talk more about that a bit later on. First, though, let's talk about an event that's happening this week 
coming week. It's Southampton Film Week, supported by City Eye. Now, they're a charity who support and develop local film projects. They're the driving force behind Southampton Film Week. And Susan Beckett is the director. Well, we're a charity. Uh, We've been existing for over 36 years, and we support and develop film projects and people, people who work in the industry and those who perhaps are aspiring to, and they range from sort of age five to 500, if you like. There's no (laughs) upper age limit. Um, We run training events and activities, the annual film festival, of course, which is about to uh, launch and we 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 carry out our own production work do a lot of work in the voluntary and cultural sector making film for other organizations so you mentioned southampton film festival tell us what's going on because it's coming up very soon yes yeah, southampton film week launches this coming friday november the 11th uh it's always more than a week so we ought to change the name uh, this year we run right through to monday the 21st of november and film week was created Created in 2008, so this is our 15th annual edition. Very exciting celebration for us. And originally we set out to create opportunities for filmmakers to get showcased for their work, so to show work and for audiences to have the opportunity to experience film that was out of the mainstream. So the cinemas in Southampton, we're lucky, we've got Harbour Lights, we've got Showcase and they have phenomenal programmes of film but they don't always um, and they're not always able to give the screen time to some of the smaller independent films. So we focus on programme that they wouldn't perhaps handle and we wanted to spread film across the city so we pop up in different venues and places mainly around the city centre but you know occasionally we'll be much further out in the neighbourhoods as well. So give us just a taste of the kind of films coming up and the kind of venues that you're using as well. This year is really eclectic and I love that I love that you know there's so much to choose from so we open and it's not a film even it's a really interesting piece an artist um, who works as a Lark Hall and that's at Turner Sims Concert Hall on Highfield Campus at the University of Southampton and he is a pianist and composer a really talented musician but he's also a very talented computer coder so he has created a a computer that responds to his music so as he plays it generates beautiful digital images and so we'll be projecting those as he plays piano so that's our opening event setting the tone for something quite out there then we have our own short film competition the screening and awards event which is probably one of my favourite parts of the festival. Films submitted from across the globe and we've shortlisted 19 films which we will screen. They're being judged at this moment and we will award prizes for best fiction, documentary, short film, animation and the best regional filmmaker because again it's very much about showcasing the work of local filmmakers as well as you know those from further afield and all of that takes place at MAST um, here in Guildhall Square and we've got more programme with Mast later in the week with some great films feature programme we're working with Interfilm which is the national youth film um, agency on a couple of screenings for schools we're at the stage door with a lovely documentary called Maisie on 
uh, Sunday the 13th, uh, Solent University of a screening features and running masterclasses and workshops. The Phoenix Film Society up at Highfield Campus. On Tuesday night, on the 15th, we uh, I'm so excited, we have the Guildhall open and our very own Southampton's unique Compton Pipe Organ will be unleashed and we're screening Buster Keaton's Sherlock Jr. and uh, Richard Hill's the you know, wonderful organist is coming down and will play a score um, to that. And this is also kind of part of a bit of a launching a campaign to, to raise the profile of the organ and get some funding because it really needs some attention. It's priceless. It is a listed instrument. You know, it's recognised as being very, very special. I've recently been up into the roof of the Guildhall. There are 4,000 pipes. There are drums, whistles, bells, cymbals, you name it, that the organ consoles um, bring to life um, under, you know, someone like Richard's kind of skillful playing. And it desperately needs some maintenance, but of course, times are tough at the moment. So we're trying to you know work with um, you know partners at the council but um, also get some funding applications in to try and generate some money just to look after it because it would be such a loss to the city if we didn't have that the geek in me yeah would absolutely love to go in the roof at the guild hall right see all the stuff that goes with the organ i bet i, I didn't bet. even know they had an organ in the i guild know hall. same right and i and now it's sort of it bec- we've become a little bit more blackpool <laughs> I hope it comes out of the stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just we rises to, up. We used to have a, a, a cinema in Northampton called the the ABC. It's still there, but it had on the stage in front of the cinema screen this organ that rose up. And I only ever saw it once. I went along to one afternoon performance of a film, got there a little bit too early, and rising out of the stage. Yeah, some yeah. Bloke playing Happy Days Are Here Again. So I used to work in Blackpool. I was a, a red coat at the Butlins Hotel there. And because it's for sort of the older generation, let's say, they don't do karaoke. What they do is they do sing along. And they, we had this guy called Raymond. He was one of the organ players at the Blackpool Tower. Right, but he used to come over to us and play the keyboards for our sing along in the evening. He looked like Hitler, <laughs> but he was the funniest guy ever. And he'd be up there and be pressing all the buttons and doing all the keyboard Pulling stuff. Pulling all the right? toggly bits out. Yeah, all the toggly bits and all of that stuff. And he'd go, Ease away. If you were my daughter, I'd still be bathing you. <laughs> <laughs> Proper old school while I'm singing. You are my sunshine. <laughs> I reckon we should bring this back at the Guildhall. It's all about Southampton. The So So Show. I think it takes a very special type of person to live near Fawley. Right. Because like what? The fearless kind. <laughs> because like every now and then something will happen at Fawley. Yeah. And normally it's just they're burning stuff off in the chimneys and the flares are brighter than normal. Yeah. And sometimes when that happens, they set off the sirens as well. Okay. You need to have the constitution of something incredible <laughs> to, to hear the sirens, to open your back door and go, nah, that's, it's that's okay. just, it's all right. They're just burning stuff off and not immediately think, do I need to ring someone? <laughs> anyway, they've been having some problems this week with yeah. the flares. Okay. 
I'm, I'm assuming most of the people within the vicinity of Forley are really chilled about it. People yeah. live the other side of the water, on the other hand, are a bit like... Everybody in Southampton puts it up on social media. What is this light in the sky? My favourite comment from social media about the flares at Forley this week came from someone on Twitter who said... The video on here doesn't do it justice. The whole sky was redder than a socially awkward tomato having happy birthday sung to it. <laughs> so tell me then about the worst mistake you've made this week. Okay, this is the second worst mistake. I'm holding the worst mistake. Okay, so Willie's was the third worst mistake. Willie's was the third worst mistake. This is the second, and there's an even bigger one to come. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, so on Wednesday, I'm in the playground and I'm uh, picking up my daughter from school and her teacher, I suppose he's about the same age as me. He's, you know, he's fairly attractive and um, he sort of waves me over. And I thought, oh, no, I'm going to get told off for something or other or she is or whatever. He goes, what are you doing on Friday? <laughs> right, and you're giggling. That's sort of what I did. I went, oh, um, it's a bit awkward <laughs> in the playground. I mean, and, and I sort of paused. And with that, he said, we need a helper for the school trip. <laughs> <laughs> so on Friday, I and a few other grown-ups, apparently, um, took 60 children to Moores Valley Country oh, Park. I did Moores Valley with my kids <laughs> and I loved it. But I went in the middle of summer. Right. Yeah, and not with 58 other children, right? Oh, I think there was about 60 of us. It was the okay. entire year from primary school. Oh. But, but I went as one of the helpers. Oh, man. I, it, it was so much fun. I mean, I think I've missed my calling. I should have been a teacher. I had them lining up, my little group of 10. We were so well behaved. When the teachers were looking. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. The So So Show. So there's been much excitement this week with the news that Southampton is going to have a Christmas market. Hooray! Flo Bevis is the marketing manager for Visit Southampton and she's got all the details. Christmas um, is back. Um, we're really excited to have our Countdown to Christmas event next Thursday, the 17th of November from 4 till 7pm. It's going to look similar to last year but also similar to 2019 which we're really excited about. There'll be a number of um, roaming streets theatre characters and performers in the city centre is it those massive like 15 foot angels yes but we've got all they're all different to last year so you'll never see the same thing again we've got the snow king and queen we have a snow lion we've got the bouncing elves we've got some funny characters going on as well we have the christmas penguins and we've also got spark which are a really fantastic interactive light up drumming band so they'll be going around you know playing their music and things like that so they'll be in the above bar precinct and inside the marlins and inside west key shopping center and around the bar gate so that will be from four till six and then from six till seven we have our stage back which we're really excited about so the stage will be on above bar street just outside nationwide and between six and seven there'll be a number of local music acts and between that time we'll also be turning on the christmas lights as well so we're really excited to bring the stage back this year i mean southampton sounds like actually you've pulled it out the bag and it's gonna be brilliant isn't it it's an ultra sparkly christmas so we've got the countdown
countdown to Christmas on the 17th between 4 and 7. Go and get your picture taken with all of them. They are brilliant. And as you wander along, they're wandering as well. Um, and then the Christmas market is going to be there from the 17th. Will it be different to the German market that we're used to? Yeah, so I think it will be... The look and feel might be slightly different, but it will be the same sort of thing. So we're really delighted that the council have been able to work with S&D events so they can bring back something, you know, this Christmas in the precinct and we can have that bit of sparkle and that bit of joy that everyone's really looking for. There's loads of other stuff going on in the city, though. We're actually really lucky that we've got the skating rinks back. We've got all the pantos. We have the Bavarian Wonderland that is new to the city this year in Guildhall Square. So what's that? Guildhall Square will be transformed into a Bavarian Wonderland. Wonderland, they will have a bar and hot chocolates and live entertainment, Santa visits. They're going to do some Christmas film screenings as well. Lots of little bits going on and they'll have some chalets and do some sort of craft type workshops and things like that. So that's something completely different as well that people can go and explore Guildhall Square. And obviously we've got all our shops and all of our restaurants and bars and cafes. Everything's open and Southampton's, you know, ready for everyone to come and celebrate and enjoy Christmas, really. So we've got a market again. Oh, yeah. Will we have, even though it's not technically a German market, will we have the old German guy on the organ (laughs) playing organ versions of contemporary hits? If not, then you need to do that, Simon. Well, maybe you know? you've got Raymond's number. <laughs> Is he still alive? I, I don't know. know. We I don't get know. We'll, we'll find out. We'll find out. One of the most joyful things ever was walking past the German market one year when the guy on the organ just suddenly kicks into Dancing Queen and the whole <laughs> market started to erupt and dance. It's getting to that sort of fever pitch now, isn't it? They've started the build for the ice rink and that is going to be open in a few days' time. Do you walk past that every day? Pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) Please open, please open. Please let me be the first one. Have you worked out what your dance routine is going to be, by the way, when you do open it? Uh, Yeah, very much the bolero. That's the theme I'm going with. Bambi's version of it? Yes, sort of. And while we're just talking about Christmas, switching on Christmas in Southampton, November the 17th, Thursday evening, four till seven-ish, there's loads of things going on, lots of entertainment around and about, and there may be a very well-known band on stage. Really? Mm. Watch our socials because... As soon as we are allowed, we will tell you who it is. Southampton's podcast, The So So Show. So Chris Reese from Reese Leisure has been in touch and he's got all the news about the marathon next year having to change its date. It was originally supposed to be the 23rd of April, but they've had to move it to the 2nd. Yes. And they've had to move it to the 2nd because Southampton is going to be absolutely heaving with cruise passengers. Okay. So it just seemed like the sensible thing to do. Yeah. What I thought was, no, leave it as the 23rd. They've got to do at least a 10K before they get on the ship. (laughs) (laughs) With their cases. Yeah. (laughs) So the second, if I'm right, is the first weekend of the Easter weekend. Oh, is it? Right. Okay. Yep. Cool. Because it's the weekend before Good Friday and Easter Monday. But I guess it depends on schools because I'm completely out of the loop with schools and calendars and stuff. Who like knows what goes on with schools? You know, I haven't thought about next week, let alone <laughs> April next year. The So So Show. It's the beginning of November and highly likely that you'll be wearing a poppy. You might even be on your second or third because you know how those things don't tend to stay on these days. When you're at school and you've got a blazer, it's easy. I know. But anyway, 
you probably have been wearing poppies since you were at school. But are you aware of where the money goes? We found out more with James Wilcox, who's a serving officer in the Royal Fleet Auxiliary. The poppy appeal was um, set up uh, shortly after the Great War, after 1918, up to the early 1921, um, and was to help veterans after the Great War who found themselves on hard times um, get back on their feet and uh, find work and find shelter and food and warmth after the troubles of the Great War Um, and we still do that now so the Royal British Legion helps veterans both serving and retired. Approximately 90,000 people approach the Legion every year asking for help Um, and it can be for something as basic as helping them with some basic crockery at home so that they can um, have dinner at home to um, helping uh, fund a photo album for veterans suffering with dementia um, so that they can relive past happy times in their lives. We do great work um, and the Poppy Appeal is every year to help generate money that will help last throughout the rest of the year to help with uh, supporting the armed forces community. That's amazing. Every year I go and buy a pin badge. I gave up with the paper ones a long time ago because I, I used to have to buy about 15 of them every year. Am I right in saying that you should wear it on the left side, is that right? There is a bit of um, a bit of doubt about that. Um, <laughs> and I think there is actually something on, on the Legion's website. Uh, I mean, we're, we're, all, we're just grateful that, every, that anyone wears it. I think you'll see service personnel tend to wear it on their left, and whereas civilians uh, and ladies may wear it on their right. Okay. But I don't think there's any real hard and fast rules anymore. Uh, and now you'll see we have lots of different sort of merchandise uh, ones that people put on their zips, on their bags, um, because quite a lot we've noticed now fewer and fewer people have traditional coats with buttonholes. Yeah. They have sort of waterproof puffer jackets that maybe you don't want to make holes in. So we have uh, we have other different pin badges on stuff that you can put on zips and clips and wristbands to help move with the times. Uh, so any support that you can give us, come down and have a look at uh, the merchandise we have and we'll be very grateful for whatever donation people can provide. You can come and get your poppy in West Quay, uh, just outside Hotel Chocolat. You here every day at the moment. We have um, sufficient volunteers now, so there should be someone here at uh, manning this stand from approximately 10am to 6pm every day from now until Remembrance Sunday on the 13th of November. So for the next couple of weeks there should be someone here selling poppies and our merchandise throughout the working day, every day. So whereabouts in West Key are we going to find, James? So just outside the entrance to John Lewis on the bottom floor. So where Zara is. I like it. You're navigating me in terms of shops. Yeah. I always thought years ago that A to Z shouldn't just have road names on them. They should just plot it by pubs because that's how you do directions. Totally. Okay. On to my biggest faux pas this week, Simon. Are you ready? So I said, willies instead of wellies. You thought a teacher was coming on to you. (laughs) I thought a teacher was chatting me up. Okay, so here we are. It's Tuesday evening. It's nine o'clock. I'm thinking, oh, I'm a bit dozy. Right, I'm half asleep. I'm going to have an early night. I'm going to go to bed. So I'm going up the stairs and I thought, oh, my ear's a bit itchy. I'll put some of that Otex, you know, like eardrops in. Yeah, yeah. So I tip my head to the side and I put these drops in. And as I put the drops in my ear, I put my finger on it because normally it's sort of like oil. That's when I realised it was nail glue. No! Which if you've never used nail glue, it's like super glue. It, it goes hard and it stays hard and that is it. 
and that is what I had just put in my ear. Oh, Dear, it's probably the words you used. Oh my gosh. The panic. I didn't say anything. I was just frantically sticking my fingers in my ear, getting them covered in glue and pulling them out again and thinking, how the hell? What? Oh my gosh. I'm going to have to end up in A&E. Like I was just, I was sort of tipping my head the other way trying to make sure that it wasn't sort of falling inside my ear. Yeah, yeah. Basically, I ended up with a load of, glue in my ear and that that is a thing isn't it glue ear but it's not literally (laughs) no i was gonna say you must have been a bit like going to a turkish barber (laughs) as you were pulling all this glue out all the hair not that you have much of it (laughs) was coming out with it the other thing i thought was well maybe i could put a cotton bud in there but imagine that that just gets glued in (laughs) i'm walking around with a cotton bud sticking out my ear so what happened in the end did you pay a visit to the um, eye nose and throat so um Oh, good old Dr. Google uh, said, put Vaseline on. So there was no answer to the question, how do I get nail glue out of my ear? Possibly because no one's been that stupid before. (laughs) No! (laughs) But what I did do was I got my, my fingers covered in glue as much as I could before it solidified. Um, and then it said, put some Vaseline on it, because apparently that sort of lifts it a little bit. And it took about two days, but I got rid of all of it, I think. I can hear you in that ear, so well, that's, that's all right. good. And oh have you uh, made sure that you always put your nail glue somewhere safe? <sighs> I've thrown it away. That does actually win of the three things that have happened. <laughs> That, that deserves to be at the top of the list. But it, do you know what? This is what I love about the So So Show. This week, after those three things had happened, never have I wanted to be more back on the radio <laughs> with these stories, like more than ever before. Because I'm like, the only way to make these things positive is to tell people about it and have a bit of a laugh about it, right? Are you going to be the first person to jump on the internet and write something about putting... <laughs> nail glue in your ear so that when someone does eventually do this again at some point and googles it your answer will come up surely you've got to do that now (laughs) maybe i'll set up a website more more than that really i just want a website which is called what have you got stuck in your ear (laughs) it's all about southampton the so so show so let's find out what's happening with visit southampton so This is Christmas in Southampton. I love that. Uh, Okay, so this is this week, but it's so exciting and it's so massive for the city. I thought I've got to put it in. At Pop World, this Friday, the 11th of November, Dick and Dom are on. Yes. Bogies! (laughs) At the end of this month, Sholing Valley's Study Centre have their Christmas fair. Now, they are so super cute and it's all a charity and it's all voluntary so get down there i've been to a christmas fair there and like i say it's super cute that's november the 26th now next year may 2023 at mayflower theater it's the first stop on the uk tour of a brand new show and that brand new show is Disney's Winnie the Pooh the Musical. Wow. Again, super cute, right? Everybody buys in, don't they? Who doesn't love Eeyore? I know. And while we're talking about the Mayflower, 
if you're not following us on our socials yet, make sure you do and you set up your notifications because at some point in the next few weeks, we'll be giving away tickets to the Panto. Oh yeah, Goldilocks and Three Bears. And if you want to be first to find out which band are coming to perform <laughs> in a few weeks at the Christmas light switch on, if you want to know whether or not it's Slade or Mud or maybe Jonah Louie yeah. or someone a bit more modern, <laughs> then make sure you're following us on our Twitter, our Instagram and our Facebook as well. Have a great week, Zoe. And you, Simon, and thank you for listening. You've been listening to Zoe Hanson and Simon Clark on Southampton's podcast, The So So Show. Show.